You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. Hello and welcome to the Southern Stars in the News podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan and today we'll be taking a step back to look back at the year gone by in West Cork. It's been yet another eventful year in a long line of eventful years, not only for the world in general, but for West Cork people and communities too. Today, I'm joined by the Southern Stars editor Siobhan Cronin and sport editor Kieran McCarthy to see what they thought of the year and to go into a little bit more detail on some of the stories we've covered. This year has been tough in many ways with COVID and high energy bills leaving businesses and houses facing difficulties. The Southern Stars reported on the housing crisis and many other issues, but I think for myself, looking back at this year, it's been a big year for people power in West Cork. Um, we've seen fishermen standing up to Russia, a potential wind farm in Gugambara announced and cancelled, the closure of AIB banks announced and cancelled, and we've seen how the West Cork people have united to help the people of Ukraine as they flee war. Siobhan, I mentioned one of the stories that maybe you want to speak about briefly there, but just before we get on to that, as editor of the paper, there are probably few people better placed to comment on what's been an eventful year. So how do you look back on the past 12 months? Um, it was actually really busy 12 months for news, I thought, because, of course, we thought the year before was busy enough with all the COVID stories and so much happening around the world. But looking back over the last 12 months, I mean, we started out again, we were still really in the throes of COVID and we didn't really know what way that was going to go. But so much happened after that. I mean, we had the Russians you mentioned there. That was last the end of January, start of February. That all kicked off. Uh, the Gugambara wind farm was announced around then. And then, of course, it was announced that it was shelved later in the year. We had, of course, it was the centenary of Michael Collins' death. So that was a really big story for us right throughout the year. We had the, the row over the Maureen O'Hara statue in Glengariff that went kind of nat- national. We had the ongoing row over Dersey Island and access to the mainland there and the ferry, was it coming or wasn't it coming and how long was it going to have to to be needed? And in the last few weeks, we've been reporting it's actually going to be needed now until next April, it looks like. So they, they'll be cut off for a year, in effect, by the end of um the time it takes to fix the, the cable car there. We had a load of celebrities in and out of the area. We had Paul Meskell buying a house after his um, appearance at the Skull Film Festival, which he was a real celebrity going around the town that night. Everyone was stalking poor Paul, but it didn't stop him buying property here. And Martin Compton from uh, Line of Duty was here for a while during the summer and he did around the golf and Skibbering Golf Club. So it was a a busy old year for celebrities and also um I don't know if you remember the will will we won't we have a pontoon in Bardicove this summer was another big story. Sophie Tuscan de Plantier is never far from our pages, unfortunately, because that, that story is going on and on. And there was the announcement of the review of her murder case um earlier in the year, which is currently ongoing. And then, of course, we had Graham Norton getting married very quietly, strangely enough. Nobody spotted it until it was all over. And um, we had the Obamas um, involved in a production down in Union Hall called Bodkin for Netflix. So um, a lot happening, really, for a small local newspaper. It just shows there's no such thing as not having a busy time in a newspaper. Yeah, and, and one of the, the stories that um, really like stuck out to me throughout the year um, 
before I even I even started working the Southern Star. So I for those listening, I started working here in July. And one of the, the big stories that I've been paying attention to beforehand was the fishermen um standing up to, to Russia. There was that um great headline in the paper which was We are keeping our eye on Russia. And maybe just go into a little bit more detail there, Siobhan, about that story and how the Southern Star dealt with it, maybe. Well, that was a, a story that started off when um, the fishermen discovered that uh, the Russians were planning some maneuvers off the southwest coast and they discovered they'd be quite close to their fishing grounds. So they were very worried that they would display stocks and when they go out to fish, they wouldn't find the fish. And then on top of that, would they be in the firing line of um, military maneuvers down there? So they launched a campaign to basically asked the Russians to move because they felt the Irish government wasn't really listening to their call to to enter negotiations with them. And it ended up with um, Patrick Murphy and his counterpart in Killy Beggs going up to the Russian embassy and having a chat with Mr. Filatov up there and emerging then uh, victorious, saying the Russians had indeed decided to move their exercises further away, that they wouldn't interfere with the West Cork fishermen. So it was really a, a, a story tailor-made for the Southern Star, which now incorporates the Skibreen Eagle. And people will remember that very famous editorial going way back when um, we stated that we were keeping our eye on Russia. So that gave us great um, opportunity to use the old keeping our eyes on Russia headline again. But they were, in fact, keeping their eyes on Russia. So I went down one evening to Castletown Bear. I think it was a Friday evening to have a chat with the fishermen down there. And lo and behold, on the way down, who did I meet? Only Doni from CNN, the most famous Kerry man in Ireland at the moment, apart from Kieran McCarthy. And he had landed in Castletown Bear himself to cover the story of the um, the fishermen fighting back. And that was the day it was announced, of course, that they were um, they were going to move. So um, we had a great evening down there with Doni broadcasting live from the pier in CNN while I was holding his coat. And uh, it was a, a really great story for the fishermen. Now, of course, that was before Ukraine kicked off. So when that happened, then there was a lot of, um, I suppose, feeling that maybe we'd had the wool pulled over our eyes a little bit about the Russians and what actually were they doing off the southwest coast of Ireland at the time. But um, it's back in the news in the last few weeks again, because we now have a very unusual clause having popped up in the decommissioning um, a scheme saying that anyone who takes up the scheme is not to export arms to Russia. So a, a very bizarre clause there, but apparently we've been told it's in all European clauses as regards um, the fishermen taking that scheme. So I suppose the old Russian story is never too far from the Skibbereen Eagle at the end of the day. And um, one thing that kind of strikes me with it is that it, it is, was such a huge story nationally as well as as locally. Um, and something that's great about about papers like the Southern Star local papers is that they're in a position to kind of report in a little bit more detail than perhaps the the national media are or they're there beforehand and afterwards to to kind of round up the story. And with um, that clause being added, it's, it's another thing I think that kind of showcases how important local media is in that sense well absolutely and sometimes it's just luck dylan it it's not always uh proximity i i happened to be there the night it was announced and that was a totally lucky break and the night that Tony happened to be going down there as well 
But as you say, it was right on our doorstep. These are characters we knew very well. I mean, Patrick Murphy gave an interview to Liveline at the time and Joe was all about his background and, you know, how do you get involved? And of course, Patrick would be very well known to people down here, especially people around Skibbereen or Bounty Hob. comes from Hare Island originally. His family would be very well known. Um, so I suppose we had all the, I suppose, insider knowledge, for want of a better term, about the characters in, in the um, story. But absolutely, I mean, if you think about it, so many elements of the story would never see the light of day if it wasn't for the local papers, digging a little bit deeper or just having having that knowledge on board already. Another story that was um, huge throughout the year, maybe the biggest story um, in the, the Southern Star from beginning to end is the Michael Collins centenary uh, story. I was at the historic uh, ceremony at Bail and um, in August where 12,000 people gathered to commemorate his, his memory. Um, it was a historic ceremony for that as well as for the fact that it was the first time a Fianna Fáil leader made a speech at the yearly commemoration. So both um, Taoiseach Michal Martin and Tánaiste Leo Varadkar were there. And one thing that kind of kind of struck me was how 100 years on, um, he, the big fella, as he's, as he's commonly uh, known, is still such a revered person in our history, and especially in, in West Cork, obviously, with him being from Clonakilty. And Siobhan, do you think that that story, um, do you think I'm right maybe in saying that that's, that, that's the, the biggest story of the year? I suppose it was the biggest event of the year that we covered, given that we knew it was coming and it was no great surprise, as opposed to, say, the Russian story, which was a kind of a scoop of sorts that landed on our doorstep. But uh, like we were building up to that for a long time. We brought out a, a supplement that was absolutely massively popular. I mean, we, we were constantly getting phone calls from people who had missed the paper and could they get a copy and um, there's something there's something about Michael Collins that nobody can quite put their finger on. And he seems to attract interest from people right across the board. You don't have to be politically. Maybe it's the fact that he divided so many people that you were either were on his side or you were so vehemently against his his um, decision or his politics uh, after the treaty that you were still curious about how he how he got there. And of course, the whole De Valera Collins, you know, relationship is is fascinating too. Um, you know, whether whether they hated each other, whether they had some kind of strange admiration for each other. We covered a lot of that in the supplement as well. But also, um, I suppose you probably also know that every Valentine's Day it's it's the grave in, in Glass Nevin that gets the most amount of flowers. So he was almost a kind of a Hollywood type of character in Irish history. And I, I, I even think there's a fantastic film yet to be done just on the treaty talks and how he held himself in London and how he ensured that our, you know, that our team over there basically, you know, was not seen as the poor relation to the British team. And he made sure they were all very well looked after. They were very well fed. They had very good lodgings. Every need was met. And um, I think even that element of his personality is so fascinating for someone who for a long time was, you know, the most wanted man in, in Ireland by the British. So I suppose you could say it was the biggest story of the year, without a doubt, because it was something that it was kind of the story that kept on giving. There were the diaries that were launched. There was various conferences that mentioned him. There were various exhibitions in Cork, in West Cork, all, all the 
three um, museums related to him in West Cork were incredibly busy, you know, weeks before, weeks after and during that, that weekend of commemoration. And also you had a very historic occasion whereby you had both Leo Vradker and um, Michal Martin both giving an address at Bail on the day. And I spoke myself to Michal Martin just a few weeks ago about this. And he was saying how honoured he was to be asked. And he was asked at the, the opening of the diaries that day in Clannacilty in Collins' home place when Helen Collins, his grandniece, just said, unannounced, without telling anyone in advance, it'd be great if the Taoiseach would give a, a speech at Bailnablaw. And lo and behold, um, he did. And he was delighted to be asked. So I suppose it was very... Um, significant as well and the optics were very interesting um for the year that of course we have the two biggest parties in government together which would have been on either side going back um of the treaty negotiations so yes it was a, a massive massive story for us uh though not unexpected but maybe the reaction to it was was probably much more overwhelming than we expected all right you mentioned earlier um, a celebrity who's recently made their home in West Cork in Paul Meskel. And I'm starting a campaign for him to play Michael Collins at some stage in a film. There needs to be new, a Netflix 20 part uh, deep dive into um, that whole era in, in Irish history, I think, is is so under um, played on, on, on films and TV. But that, that's a separate thing. I'm going to move now on to Kieran, who's been champing at the bit ever since you said that Donny was more famous or better. I can't remember which which you said, but Kieran almost as famous, almost as famous, <laughs> almost as famous, almost as famous. That's that that's that that's key here. There isn't room for for two strong carrymen in the one country. That's why Donny had to move abroad. So um, I've, I've West Cork all to myself, Dylan. And earlier on, we were chatting uh, just briefly about the year in sport, and I asked you if we're currently witnessing a bit of a golden era in West Cork sport. Like there's a brilliant, obviously the the roars, um, brilliant generation of roars there. Athletes like Phil Healy and Dara McElhenney are breaking records. You have Kinsale golfer John Murphy getting his world tour card recently. And that's before you get to the West Cork Mafia and any of the brilliant GA clubs that are dotted throughout the region. So what have you made of West Cork sport in 2022? It's just been another incredible year for West Cork sport. And I'm I'm John to Mick Foley of the Sunday Times. He wrote a piece um, going back a couple of months ago now about the Southern Star. And he likened the sports section of the Southern Star, he said, has been transformed into the Willy Wonka factory of regional sports departments. And I think that, that was such a great, um, uh, a great description of what's going on in West Cork right now. Because what he was saying, he goes, these once in a generation events that might visit small communities in in rural areas of Ireland, they're happening so often in West Cork. Like you said, Dylan, it's a golden era for West Cork sport and more so looking to star. We have a front row seat to this and what's unfolded over the, the last couple of years. And 2020 was right up there with, with some of the best years. Like you said, the rowers were at it again. Uh, Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy defended their world and European titles. And we also had Aoife Casey, another skivering rower and the daughter of Dominic Casey. She won her first senior world medal at the at the World Championships as well. Athletics in West Cork. Talk about rugby booming. Athletics is booming right now as well. We Phil Healy and Joan Healy who are, are doing incredible things in Irish sprinting. We also have Dara McElhinney just turned 22 and what an incredible talent he already is and he's only going to go on to bigger and better things. He won three senior titles this year alone. 
And what was, I suppose, so interesting about that is that it was across three different categories, indoor, outdoor, and cross-country. And also, the, the younger brigade coming up, there's a, a Kilbritton teenager, Nicola Tuttle. Um, when she was 16, she was crowned Ireland Senior Women's Hammer Champion. And she's destined for big things as well. But one of the big stories, or one of the more interesting stories this year was she dislocated her elbow back in March at a competition in Portugal. Yet a couple of months later, she was thrown a PB on the world stage at the World Under-20 Championships in Colombia. It's one of the, the great comebacks of the year. Then we have the rugby lads doing what they're doing. Gavin Coombs, Fadine Witchley, Liam Coombs, John Hodnett, in the Shannons, Jack Crowley made his Ireland debut there a couple of a couple of weeks back, and he's one destined for big things as well. And that's we haven't even come to GA. And you think of West Cork, it's the home of, of football, it's the home of GA in, in this county. And we've seen the the, the local footballers and camogie players and ladies footballers and hurlers make their mark at club and county level. So it's been a it's been an incredible year of, of sport and just fits nicely with the with the upward trajectory of sport in West Cork in the last couple of years. And maybe just sticking on GAA there, you picked out a couple of um, stories, maybe to go into a little bit more detail. And the first one um, that you sent me was about Kill Maccabees, young history makers. So maybe just give us a, a little rundown about uh, the Kill Maccabees um, young girls teams. I just 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 think this highlights how how this was the, the breadth and variety of sport in West Cork right now. We have the Paul O'Donovan's and the Fintan McCarthy's at, at the world level, the best in the world of what they do. But this story just really struck out to me during the year. It was the Kilmackaby under-12 girls team back in August. They won the West Cork under-12 C1 league final um, in Barry Road. They defeated Corsi Rovers. And in the grand scheme of things, people outside of Kilmackaby might say, OK, why have you gone for that? But it's just such a, such a great story about how this under-12 girls team brought a community together because Kilmackaby is a GA club. It's up and running since 1888. Like, that's a hell of a long time. That's, what, 130 years almost or, or more. And they never had girls football teams until this year, which is which is incredible. But the the club came together and certain people in the club, like Donny O'Donovan, they came together to spearhead the start of lady, a ladies football section in Kilmackaby. So there were three groups this year, under eight, under 10 and under 12. And the under 12s went on to have great success, like I said, winning that, that league title. And it really did bring the community together because everybody got involved in this from 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 Lep, from Glendore, everyone just got behind this team, and it brought just such a such a real feel good factor to to the whole community, to the whole parish, to the schools, because everybody got behind this. Because before Kilmackaby fielded their own under their own underage girls teams, girls from the parish had to leave Lep, had to leave Kilmackaby to play football. They went to Roscarbery, Skibbereen, Clownagale, Castlehaven. But now, because Kilmackaby have set up an underage girl section in their club, these young girls don't have to leave the parish anymore to play football. And as part of the story, I, I tracked down a, a a footballer, a Claire O'Donoghue. So she's from Lep. She won four senior All-Irelands with Cork um, back in the, the last, in the, in the noughties under the great Eamon Ryan. But Claire was one of those young footballers that had to leave her parish to play football. So she went playing her football with Beira. She was spotted there. Eamon Ryan brought her in. She was a backup keeper in the in the Cork squad that went on to achieve such great things. But now young girls who look up to Claire or don't know who, but even young girls in the parish 
they can now stay in LEP. They can stay and they can line up with their home club. And I think that's such an an important message. And it's one of the, the great success stories in, in West Cork sport over the last couple of years is the is the, the continuing growth of ladies football and, and camogie at that. And it's just great to see. And I think the, the Kilmackaby under 12 girls encapsulated that so well in the, the past 12 months. Yeah, and something that, that kind of struck me about it as well is um, it kind of shows how important sport is and how GA especially is to communities. And just the, the kind of image of, um, in the piece there, you had um, a line just saying that to the outside world, it was an under 12 C league final. But to the community of Left Glandor and Maltran, this mattered. Everyone got behind the under 12 team. And there's the an image then of um, green and gold flags flying and supporters thronging Barry Row for the final. And it, it just kind of goes to show um, the kind of positive power of, of sport, I guess, um, especially at a local level. And maybe then just to kind of go to the the other end of things um, with Paul O'Donovan was the other the other person that you wanted to to speak about there. He's obviously an international star at this stage. Paul O'Donovan is the, but he's already the greatest West Cork sports person of all time. And I, I wrote a piece earlier in the year saying why he's really in the conversation as Ireland's greatest ever sports person because what this man has achieved for his sport and, and sport in general for Irish sport is just incredible. And just to think about it, Paul is from Lachine, just out the road from Skibbereen. He, he went to school locally. Actually, back in the day, um, in the, he was in the Southern Star office um, years before I actually landed in the Southern star students from the local school used to be brought in during the week to put in inserts into the paper and Paul and Gary O'Donovan were telling me before that they were actually spent some of their lunch times in, in the star putting inserts into the into the star so we've a we've a vested interest in the in the success of Paul O'Donovan but like I said Dylan what what this man has achieved for West Cork sport and Irish sport is just something else he's um when himself and Gary won that Olympic silver medal back in 2016 they, they broke a glass ceiling for Irish rowing because Irish rowers had never ever won an Olympic medal before that but yet these two West Cork lads came along and they transformed they transformed Irish rowing overnight because they became sports stars but they became um, actual stars themselves off the back of their own of their own characters and they haven't stopped since then and Paul certainly hasn't stopped because he won more world gold in 2022 more European gold He's our most decorated ever rower outside of Ireland and talking to people in rowing circles internationally. Like he's right at the top, like he's right up there with the best rowers in the world. And it's incredible to think that possibly the best rower in the world is here from Skibbereen. And with the Southern Star, we've covered Paul since his teens, since he started out. And we've had like that, like I said earlier, that front row seat into the development and the story of Ireland's top sports person. And it's just been incredible to see. And he's just a brilliant ambassador for West Cork as well. And it's just, um, he's put Skibreen on the map. He's put Skibreen Rowan Club on the map. He's put Lachine on the map. And it's just uh, one of those stories that just keeps on giving. And 2022 was a year when himself and Finton, they did what they did best. They went out and they won rowing races and they're winning medals. And they have a winning streak now that's 19 or 20 races long. We're almost starting back into the Olympic cycle. The Paris Games is only, it's less than two years away now. That's Paris in the, the summer of, of 2024. So we're going to hear and read and see a lot more of Paul O'Donovan over the, the next couple of years. But all I can say is just please make the most of it 
because he is a once in a generation athlete. When Paul is gone, he's gone. And we'll actually then it's probably we'll we'll realize just how good this man is, just how complete an athlete he is, just how much he's transformed rowing, just how much he's also shone a light on West Cork sport because he just put this region on the map and he's he's synonymous now with West Cork. And I think back years ago to Kenneth McCarthy, he's a he's a rower with Skibbereen and he took his his kids to Santa Claus. It was up somewhere in North Cork and his kids were telling Santa that they were from Skibbereen. And Santa turned to them, isn't that where the O'Donovan boys are from? You know, so even even up in up in Lapland, up in the North Pole, they're aware of what the Skip Green Wars and Paul O'Donovan are doing. And and again, Paul was in the headlines for all the right reasons this year. And one thing that you forgot to mention there as well, which always astounds me, is the fact he did all this while studying um medicine at the same time. Um so it's it's the he's the kind of person that would make you feel bad about about yourself with, with how successful he is in, in everything that he does. That's exactly it. like he's he's studying medicine up in in UCC. So he's juggling a very intense and hard course with being the best rower in the world. And then in his off season, he 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 dabbles in cross country. So he swaps his oars for his trainers. And he was actually racing recently at the Irish Novice Cross Country Championships, where he he finished seventy ninth out of one hundred ninety eight athletes. And you got to think about those other hundred and twenty odd athletes behind him who are actually who who are actually athletes and who probably train all the time. Yet a lot this. This sports person just hops off the water, puts on his runners, and he finishes 79th, and he's less than two minutes off a bronze medal. So whatever this man does, he's just a success at. But there's there's actually, Dylan, there, there's a correlation between rowing and high-performing um, individuals. We look at uh, the likes of Eva Casey and Timmy Harnady, who's a solicitor, and and these these really these rowers from Skibbereen who've achieved at the highest level, like I'm talking about world medalist here, but then when it comes to their, their careers, they're achieving at the highest level as well. So maybe that's a piece to look in for, for 2023, but I'm going to put that in the long finger for now as I look forward to Christmas. Yes, and it's probably time for us to put 2022 on the long finger as well, as that's all we have time for today. Thank you both to Siobhan and Kieran for joining me to talk about the year gone by. But just before we finish up, I want to flag our end of year edition of the Southern Star, which is out this Thursday, December 29th. If you enjoyed our chat today, be sure to pick up a copy of the paper where you can read more about 2022 in West Cork with a month by month digest of the news stories that mattered this year. The sports section will feature interviews with West Cork sports stars and roundups to see the year out. And there are some great photos from the year in news and sport as well. So again, that's in shops and online via our e-paper from this Thursday. Visit subscribe.southernstar.ie now and you can get the Southern Star on your laptop, tablet or phone for less than €2 Euro per week. It'll also give you access to 10 plus years of older editions of the paper. So if you enjoyed our look back at 2022, you can do the same yourself. You can browse through the archive, read some of the pieces we spoke about today and a lot more besides that as well. So again... This has been the In The News podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you've had a nice Christmas and a happy new year to you as well. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie